So here's the scenario. Imagine this, you've got a great marriage. And then after the marriage, you love each other. And so you decide, we're gonna have kids. We're gonna have a baby. <laughs> and then you have a baby and that baby turns two years old and you say, you know what? We love each other so much that we're gonna have another baby. And life goes on and the pregnancy happens and you begin to have these great expectations. And as the pregnancy moves forward, at seven months, you lose your job and all of your income. What do you do then? What do you do next? Listen, we're gonna hear that story right now. What's happening? Robert Kennedy III, RK3, that's me, and welcome to another episode of the What's My Story podcast. Listen, we've got another great guest for you today. I don't know if you were listening right at the beginning, but we talked about, my goodness, what happens when you're seven months pregnant or your family or your wife is seven months pregnant and you lose your job, you lose your income. What do you do? Man, I'm excited to hear about that story and what's going to happen next in that in, in, in the episode here. So, but we just want you to remember that we also have the audio version of the podcast. We do the live version on Mondays at 1.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. So you can see our faces, so you can see the video, but we also do the audio version that gets released every Thursday at 7 a.m. as well. So you can go to what's my story podcast.live to subscribe there and to get the latest episodes of the What's My Story podcast. Listen, our sponsor for today's episode is Press and Sew. We'll hear more from them a little bit later on. But if you need some swag or your logo on your bag or maybe a T-shirt or a cup or a pen or pencil or some other stuff, I think they even do skywriting. I don't know. Check out Sylvia and Andrew Nixon over at PressandSew.com. That's Press, P-R-E-S-S-N. The letter N, like Nancy, SOW.com. All right. So do me a favor. Again, share these, this podcast with your friends. We really want to make sure that we get the message out to other people, to, to everywhere wide. We want, we want this to go wide so that people can be inspired and transformed by these stories of success. So let's get on in to today's story. Today's story is... My guest is Frank Kitchen. Uh, he has he has an amazing name. I love his name. Frank Kitchen was voted one of America's most eligible bachelors. Yeah, we're not going to talk about that today. Uh, well, maybe not. Maybe not fully. We'll we'll get into it a little bit. Yeah, just a little bit. All right. But Frank, let me tell you about him. He's performed stand up comedy. He's raised millions of dollars annually for nonprofits around the country. He was the third African-American to earn the benefit auctioneer specialist designation from the National Auctioneer Association. He's completed two marathons, not one, but two and even a half. He did a half marathon as well. That's more than I've done. That's like I've done ooh, zero. <laughs> He's spoken and performed for over 1 million people. He's a member of the National Speakers Association. He's also my friend, my buddy, Frank Kitchen. Frank, what's happening, brother? So good to have you on the hey, show today. Yeah, RK3. Yeah, good to be here. Thank you so much. Uh, 
yeah, I forget about all that stuff in the bio, you know, because you, you have people write it for you and then you look at it and like, oh, man, it's like, why are we sharing all that information? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, listen, you got to share this stuff we, and, and we've got to go back to the bachelor thing, man. Um, you were yeah. voted one of America's most eligible bachelor. That's that's got a, That's pretty haughty. That's that's a pretty, that's a pretty yeah, yeah. important thing. Tell us about that, man. Yeah, yeah. So, so, so back in the day, in a in a in a previous life, uh, I I was an aspiring actor model and had a, mm. had an agent. And the agents are always trying to find different ways to to get you out there, you know, more yeah. more exposure. And what happened was my agent called up one day and she goes, "Hey, Frank, um, I got a friend who writes for a magazine, and they're uh, looking to have you know people just eligible bachelors. You're single, you know, would you mind being interviewed for it?" So. Interview gets done and, you know, I forgot about it. And just the way, way back when, this is, you know, almost 20 years ago, you know, you, you do the interviews, but they don't show up till like months later. And then all of a sudden, you know, months later, you realize it's coming out. And then I get like a, you know, a phone call from my mom's like, hey, it's like I found the magazine in the, in the grocery store. <laughs> and then, you know, she she just like any mom, she buys up every episode, every magazine that she can. And then the funny piece was, uh, you know, some co-workers that working at a college, they found it. But my my aunt found it. Right. And I hadn't met my aunt yet. She just got married to my uncle. And I guess they were driving in a car. And he's like, oh, he's like, what are you doing? He's like, you know, you, you're, you're reading a trashy magazine. And she goes, oh, no. I was like, I'm reading about these eligible bachelors, some really good guys. Like, there's no good guys in there. And she started to read my bio. And he goes, oh, he's like, that's fake. He's like, what's this guy's name? And she goes, Frank Kitchen. He's like, that's my nephew. So so that was my, my deal there for uh, being, you know, for, for, for a moment in time, I was in a national women's magazine as an as an eligible bachelor so that's where that story comes from <laughs> i love it i love it man so i think a lot of us have we all have some different stories or different pieces of our lives where it, it was kind of like this previous thing right this previous moment in our lives where we didn't um yeah not that we'd like to forget it, but sometimes it, it's just not where we are right now. But we also have moments in our lives that kind of shape how we proceed or how we move or navigate the challenges or the next stages of our life. And we're in the month of May right now. Next month is June. And in June, on June 17th, 2021, you will celebrate six years, yeah. six years to the day when you were fired at a lunchtime meeting, yeah. <laughs> when you had a two-year-old and oh, yeah. a seven, well, not even seven months, just uh, on the way, seven on months the way. into the pregnancy, on the way. Man, let's mm -hmm. let's talk about that just a little bit. I mean, tell us, give us the the, the build-up to this thing. How did you, okay, well, we'll, we'll how did you get invited we'll to this up. meeting? Okay, so... So let, let, let's be be honest, because, you know, I got to show both sides of the story, because we know a lot of times yeah. we talk about stories, there's, there's always only the, the side that I show. So I'll yeah. tell both sides of the story. So so the, the short story was I had been working to become this professional speaker, and I'd said that I want to be a full-time professional speaker, and, and I've been talking about it for years. At this mm -hmm. point, I think I've been talking about it for probably about six or seven years. And I was working it on the side, but I hadn't turned to a full-time deal. So I was working for an education company helping sell educational software. Mm. And during this time, I just been fired previously from another job. So people are like, okay, right. can this guy hold a job? <laughs> and, and I'd never gone through this before. So I get to about a year at this company and I'm waiting for like my review and my, my raise and they go, oh, you're not, you're not doing the work that we expected. So we're going to mm. put you on this plan to retrain you to make sure that you're doing what we expect. 
So I go through this whole process. And while I'm going through this process, I'm like, you know what? Maybe I just really need to put the full effort into the speaking. So I was like, okay, so I made this commitment to myself. I'm like, this will be the year for the speaking. I'm like, I'm going to, I'm going to make it a full-time deal. Yeah. And I'm going to wait to the perfect time, you know? So I, I got to keep working the job. So I'm working the job, but I wrote down my New Year's resolutions. I prayed to God, said, okay, this will be the year I will leave by my birthday. That's September. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I'm starting to put the pieces in place, getting the video, just starting to work it down. But I'm like, I still have to work the job because we have our son who is like, you know, two years old and my right. wife is pregnant. And I'm like, okay, so she's not, you know, working. We have to, you know, I got to work. So I'm putting my effort into my nine to five. And they go, hey, we've, we're seeing the results now, Frank. Um, and what we're going to do is, you know, since you're doing this piece, we'll, we'll end up back paying you, you know, for your promotion. So now I've got this part in my head. I'm like, okay, I'm going to hang out here for a little bit longer, you know, because yeah. they said I'm doing a good job. And we're getting closer up here to June 17th. And what had happened was they had a salesperson in a region in New Mexico. And they hadn't had a salesperson there for a while. And my wife's family lives in New Mexico. So I was doing a whole piece of trying to, you know, serve two masters. So I'm going like, well, how about I ask my job if I can go visit the territory, meet all the clients, but the same point I'll schedule a speaker showcase there for work. Right. They're like, so I started asking, okay, can I go there, do the clients like I've done before? And they're like, yeah, sure. And it's like, well, what's the deal? It's like, well, we'll get you the details. We'll get you the details. So the weekend before I'm supposed to go, June 17th, they go, okay, Frank, come meet with us and come meet at the Panera Bread Company. Now, the Panera piece gets funny here in a second. So yeah. I'm going into the meeting and like, hey, things are going good. So I'm telling my wife, I'm like, hey, they're going to have me visit the people there. We're going to go see your family and your parents. I'm like, I'm going to get a promotion. I'm going to get the raise. I'm like, we got the baby coming. Like, this is good. So I go in. My supervisor sees me. He's like, what do you want for lunch? Okay, get the lunch. I go sit at the table. He brings the food. We're starting to eat the food. And all of a sudden, the envelope comes across the table. Mm-hmm. And it's the envelope where you open it up and it goes, okay, um, things aren't working the way that we wanted it to. And because you weren't willing to take a lateral move, of which earlier okay. before they had a side conversation, like, hey, would you ever want to be a salesperson? Right. And I think, why would I want to go work in sales? That's commission. And I'm on the road all the time. I get to work from right. home and be around the family. I'd like that. So I made a comment, said, hey, I'm in the best position here. They took that as right. me saying, no, I didn't want a new, new spot. So essentially, I've been asking for weeks for more responsibilities because I saw where I was in the budget sheet and going, hey, you got to give me more work. They're right. like, no, no, you're doing good. But they go, hey, Frank, um, sorry, this isn't going to work anymore. And because we like you so much, we were going to make tomorrow your last day, but you're, you can stay for another week. <laughs> wow. Right. So what, wow. what would you like to do? Well, I, I'm not going into this meeting expecting to be fired. So, of course, I got to say I'm going to stay there for the you know, next week. But then my, my head's going to this point of, OK, it's Father's Day weekend. Wow. You know, my, my wife is six and a half going on seven months pregnant. And my, my fear is like, I got to walk back in the house now and say, I've got no job. Right. That, that, was, that was the first thing going through my mind was like, you know, and I can't say the words here on the podcast, but everybody knows the words that I'm thinking right yeah. now. They're, they are four letters. But I'm just yeah. going, you know, it can start with a D and F or S, whatever one you want to do. But I was just like, <laughs> man. And, and I knew I couldn't lie about it because she's going to make, she's right. going to ask me how the meeting was going. But so I just sat in the parking lot, you know, for a wow. few minutes. I mean, to be honest, because I'm just going, you know, what do I do? And, and, and the biggest fear of that part wasn't like only having to go tell this to my wife was we were leaving the next day to go to New Mexico to see my in-laws. Yeah. And my wife is the youngest daughter. And now I got to go talk to my father-in-law and go, Hey, I got no job. Your third wow. grandchild's on the way. And yeah, I want to be a speaker full time. 
Wow. <laughs> so, wow. So great. So everything wow. is lined up and, and it's a six hour drive. So we've got to talk in the car about, well, when, or how do we break this to your dad? Yeah. Wow. Wow. So, so you've got this, this trip, um, you, you've, you've got these emotions and you got all this stuff that's like going through your head, this unexpected firing, <laughs> this oh, yeah. unexpected transition. It's not September as you originally planned. Yeah, I was supposed to fire so, them first. Yeah. Yeah. So, so now what begins to go through your mind? What, what, what do you begin to do? What's the thing that, that you now begin to say, okay, let me try this. What, what's the, your next action step? Well, well, the first piece, I've got my wife there and like, you know, she's talking ideas. So she's, you know, my sounding board. And we're going through different ideas, option A, B, C, D and all mm -hmm. that. So it was good to be able to, you know, talk, talk with her. And, and then, you know, I want to be positive, you know, for my wife, because I don't want to cause any stress on the pregnancy. And I just go, it's like, you know what? Okay. I'm like, I've been speaking and working with groups and I'm always talking about people about how to make it through their tough times, but I truly hadn't gone through a tough time. So right. I'm like, okay, it's time for me to practice what I preach. Wow. And, you know, we're, we're talking about, you know, do we call the company and say, hey, do you know what, what the deal is? We have a kid, you know, why can't you like push this out and all that? And, and I just go, you know what? I was like, we, we, we have to just focus on the solution right now. I was yeah. like, this is what I'm always talking about. I was like, I was like, and I was like, to be honest, like I'm part of this, this problem. I was like, I've been lying to myself and you know, I was like, I've been half assing. I was like, I haven't put the full, full effort in. I was like, you know, I was, I was like, it's going to take weeks to get another job. I was like, let's just figure out what we can do. So the mm -hmm. first piece was like, I always tell people like, Hey, you got to talk to your network. So I, yeah. I made phone calls and texts to all my friends, you know, friends, you know, who I know all around the country, friends from church and started going and they go, your number one priority is to take care of your family. So figure out what to do. So like even my one friend, I had no clue. You know, he was a deacon at a church. He goes, I drive Uber. He's like, you should sign up to drive Uber. And first of all, I'm like, I'm like, wait, you own a print shop and you're a deacon and you, you drive Uber. I mean, so that just blew, blew my mind there, but he goes, yeah, you won't have to worry about worry about a boss. I'm right. like, okay. And then my wife goes, well, hey, Frank, you know, you got this showcase lined up. Go make the most out of it. And she goes, why don't you take mm -hmm. my dad with you? Because her dad at the point had never seen me speak live. And he's known wow. me now for seven years. Mm -hmm. So she goes, take my dad with me. So then it just became the point of, you know, and her dad finally told him and he goes, well, hey. And he'd been telling me for a while, like every time you work for the company, you go to a sales conference, like build up, you know, information. So I've been building this company's database for about two years. And wow. many of the people in the database were my, my potential clients. Right. They're like, okay, wow. well, let's go ahead. You built the database. Let's go ahead and go back through and filter it because they're asking me to get all their files and everything together. Okay. During that time piece, let's build up your own database. Wow. To go through that. Cause I've already done the work. So the, the short story is by the end of that week, we went to New Mexico. I'm working mobily. We're doing it. And I go to this conference and I bring my father-in-law with me, bring my nephew with me. I've got a couple hundred people in a room for the showcase. Right. And during that showcase, all I'm doing is I'm, I'm looking at my father-in-law. I, I, I'm not really paying attention to, you know, you're in that zone. I didn't even know the crowd was there. I'm just, I'm looking for him. I'm looking for his approval because, yeah. you know, I, I'd asked him years before, you know, I called him ahead of time say, Hey, will you grant me permission to ask your daughter to marry me? So I, wow. I've got him in that esteem. Wow. And, so let's pause yeah. there just for a second. Yeah. So we're at the showcase and mm -hmm. I want to, I want to hear what happens at the showcase and how that propels you or what, what happens. But first, Let's pause yeah. for a word from our sponsor. <laughs> hey, and so, Sylvia and Andrew Nixon, here we go. Oh. 
whatever your marketing needs, whether that's a t-shirt or a mug, a pen, a pad, or a calendar, whatever it is you need to be able to get your idea out there, contact Press and Sew. We help you take your ideas from concept to creation. Contact Press and Sew. Go to Press and Sew, P-R-E-S-S-N-S-O-W.com. Press and Sew. We're here for all of your marketing needs. Whoops, wrong button. All right, but listen, y'all, if you want to make sure that you get your stuff done right, go check out Andrew and Sylvia Nixon on the pressandsew.com website. We are going to keep this thing going. Frank, so you're at the showcase, and yeah, what happens, yeah. man? So, so I, you know, I, I said, I put everything, I'm like, hey, you know what? I was like, this is where you want to go. I talked to my wife now, I said, hey, you know what? I was like, I have not truly committed and done the work. It's like, give me one year because I'm going, hey, it's like, what are we going to find? I'm like, I'm not, I was like, unemployment takes too much. Let's go and do Let's Let's figure out how to make this happen. So she told me, like, hey, you know, go do a great job. So I got the showcase and pretty much I feel like I knock it out the park. But at the end, I'm watching in the back and I'm watching my father-in-law nod his head. And he's like a finger pointer. Like he's kind of pointed, nodding his head. So I know that, you know, it's good. But then I watch him. He goes to some of the decision makers and he starts talking to them. He's an old PR guy. Mm, so wow those people and like so he's going and gathering feedback for me while i'm like taking pictures and talking to people so once it's over he's like hey great job and there's a couple speakers there who i know so he goes hey everybody come back to my house for dinner wow So now we go back to his house for dinner and i bring two other my speaking buddies with me and he goes i want to understand how the speaking game goes so we sit in his backyard in his gazebo there's a thunderstorm raining we're back there for several hours just mm. you know talking like my buddy brought some you know, beer over and stuff like that. And I was talking now, I was like, there's almost like my case of putting together a mastermind. Mm -hmm. And my father was like, this is what you're born to do. And he goes, he's like, whatever I can do to help you out. I know there's a baby on the way. So he's like, we'll give you gift cards for groceries. We'll help pay for diapers, whatever we can do. He goes, this is what you're born. He's like, it's not going to be easy. He's like, yeah. it's going to be tough, he's like, but he's like, you know, I'll, I'll support you. And yeah. once so I, I want to, I, I, I want to pause there just for a second. Yeah because I want people who are listening to this to hear what you just said. Your father-in-law saw you, recognized and saw the brilliance in your gift and recognized that this is what you were born to do, man. So I, I think one of the things that's challenging for a lot of us and why we have trouble navigating our story or navigating some of our challenges is because we have not been able to discover or uncover what it is that we were yep. born to do. And, and if we allow our stories to do it for us, it, 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 <laughs> it, it will eventually uncover it if, we, if we'll allow it to happen. So yeah, so let's keep going, man. Keep telling us. I mean, so, so, I mean, so that that piece just released me. Like my wife goes, okay, you know, well, I'm I'm here with you, even though I knew she was worried because she talked to her sister and because mm -hmm. they're there and like she was worried. She's like, I don't know what we're gonna do, and like she was worried. So I'm like, I had to stay strong. But then when my father-in-law came in, he goes, Hey, I believe you've got this. And then I had friends yeah. come in, like, well, what can we do to help out? Because I started calling people up, and I wasn't embarrassed anymore. Because before I realized, wow. with my father-in-law, people was like, I was embarrassed to share my story, what was going on, and the motivation was like, wow. I got my wife looking at me. I got my son looking at me and we've got a little girl on the way. I was mm. like, I can't let them down. And like you said earlier, we were talking, you know, offset here. It's like, yeah, it's like, that was the moment, especially my last name being hungry, you know, kitchen. I got hungry. It's just like, yeah. okay, how do I make this work? And the funny yeah. thing was, as I'm working in my father-in-law's backyard, my wife goes, Hey, 
you don't have to worry about taking time off from work or vacation time now you can go do whatever you want to you know yeah so i started to realize i had like all these mental and physical shackles i've been putting on myself so i started making phone calls and emails and the thing was within like two weeks i'd set up like a week's worth of speaking wow because now so, yeah because some friends like oh come talk to my school district and like you know, I call my hometown in Ohio. I'm like, hey, I'm going to be in town speaking to this. Oh, come here. And next, there's like a week block built built out. And then some yeah. groups I'd reached out before called up and go, hey, Frank, um, would you come speak for us? Would you like be able to speak for a week? I'm like, yeah, sure. And then they sent me the whole check up front. I'm like, I went in and was like, okay, it's like, must this got to be a problem. Well, yeah. I discovered, oh, yeah, a lot of groups want to pay people before June 30th and get it in the previous physical year. Yeah. So it's like, wow, it's like, if I were to put keep putting this effort in, I was like, we can make this work. Yeah. Yeah. This, I mean, man, this is so inspirational. Even, even what you've gotten up to right here. I think the big lesson that I'm hearing in some of this is that the shame or the guilt that we mm. feel is, is what we've placed on ourselves, the limitations that we've placed on ourselves. And once we're able to push past those, once we're able to be vulnerable, you know, what, what if, you had gone to to uh, Phoenix or New Mexico and decided that you were going to kind of fake the funk or or just not not tell your father in law. Oh yeah, what was that? That was, that was and that was one of the options of which wow. I'm going to the point like okay wait a second I'm telling people you have to be upfront you have to be honest we'd gone to a thing at church and talked about when you have struggles and tragedy you have to yeah. you know lean on your you know your network and I'm going okay it's like so is this me being tested right now? And I'll be honest, like, it, it sucked. I'm like, I was like, how do I say this? Like, I was shaking. I was nervous. Yeah. But I'm like, okay, I got to be this person I'm asking everybody else to be. Wow. Wow. And th that's huge. That's huge. As speakers, as as parents, as fathers, we're, we're, we're saying this stuff to our kids, right? Yeah. And sometimes we're not always living the, the, the story. We're not always living the courage. We're not always living the boldness. So, so I know that, okay, June, 2015, this event happens to you. Um, a couple of weeks after or within a month, six weeks, you're starting to pick up some gigs, but we all know that that's just not that, that trajectory, that straight trajectory up is not how entrepreneurship works. So, no. What were some of the other maybe challenges, low moments, and how did you how did you navigate some of that? Well, the, the challenges one is just like you know having to trust my wife and then her notes like, boom, it's like okay, let's figure out insurance. I mean that was wow. one there. It's like okay, you got to be able to you know have your baby. So just figuring out that piece is there, and I just started to go. It's like okay, let me put on like I used to be a college advisor and I was mm. volunteering for nonprofit helping business people. I'm like okay, what have I been teaching there? And my wife is always going it's like, can you? Do what you're teaching everybody else so that mm -hmm. that became the piece and then it was just putting the plan together and i mean i was working out in a hot garage in arizona it was 110 it's like okay wake up at four o'clock in the morning get out there before it gets you know too wow. hot you know you if you're willing to make phone calls and emails for the, your past employer why can't you do it for yourself so i, I had a lot of self-reflection realizing that i had created mental barriers that created physical barriers for me and i had to wow. start to break i had to start breaking through those i mean as we're talking to the share with the audience right now and the listeners was, you know, I, I told people one of the things I was doing was I kept lying to myself. So I was lying to myself saying, well, I'm not as good as Robert, or I, I started too late, or I'm not good. I, I didn't have cancer. I didn't climb Mount Everest. So I was <laughs> wow. lying and justifying why I couldn't do that. So I was lying. Then for a while with my speaking, I was trying to be somebody who I wasn't. Mm -hmm. So I was, like, I was like, okay, just be you. 
you know, so so I was like, okay, so let's let's do that one. Then I was like, okay, well, obviously you got to stop waiting. They pulled the trigger before you did, so yeah. don't don't wait for anything. And it's like when we wait, we wish an idea turns out. So I was actually starting to go through and realizing, like, okay, quote, the American way is to complain and blame. I mean, that's wow. that's quite simple. And I was complaining about everybody else and blaming everybody else. But the problem was, I didn't look myself in the mirror and go, oh wait, the the, the reason all this is happening is because of you. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. And guess what? You you have to be humbled right now to understand what is going on. So part of my humbling piece was I tell people now I'm not afraid to share it was I drove Uber for about six or seven months. But the beauty of doing that was I could get out early in the morning and then come back and do my work. I'm like, okay, yeah. we still gotta keep the lights on, have income, you know, to because you said it's not a straight trajectory. And it's like, okay, how do we keep the money coming in? And I was like, okay, I'll only do this for a few months. But then we know we got people who ask you to go and speak and then they back out and pull in. So that yeah. was that was the deal. It was like, okay, I've got to, you know, got to do this. So whether it be early in the morning, late at night, my wife even was driving for a little bit, you know, before she, you know, had the baby, a little bit after the baby. Like, okay, well, we, we we've got to be able to have something that's flexible. Mm-hmm. And why am I doing that? I was talking to people in the car. Let me know, hey, I'm a speaker. Here's where I go on. I actually got a couple of gigs from talking to people in my car. Wow. Which which, wow. Was, which was crazy there, but. You know, having to go through all this, once again, yeah. it makes you hungry going like, okay, I'm not doing this again. Like I talked to my father-in-law a few weeks ago and we we're talking about the story because he talks all the time. Yeah. He's like, hey, I'm proud of you. And I go, I was like, yeah, I was like, no offense. I was like, I love you guys. But part of the motivation six years ago and part of the motivation last year with COVID was, I was like, I yeah. don't want to live with you. I was like, I, right. I, was like, I love you. I, I don't. <laughs> my wife was, I was like, hey, you can go live with my parents. I'm like, no. I was like, I was like I'm not giving up. I was like, I was like love your parents like but we're, we're not moving in with them i think yeah. so i mean that's that's something that just drives you there to where it's like okay I, I gotta be able to provide and take care of my family and not just you know look for the easy way out it's like the easy way out got me here put the work in and you know make it happen wow tell us a little bit man about what you've got going on i know you've got a community for speakers uh tell yeah. us a little bit about that and share with us how we can get in touch with you and maybe even purchase some of your products to help us yeah. Well, well, the funny thing about it is I was always talking about lying about no one had this tragic story and I was trying to look perfect on stage. And the thing is, when you're perfect, you push people away. When you show yeah. your imperfections, you draw people in. So I started to share this story with people and I put together this whole program or a recipe. It was called, you know, Live Fresh. Yeah. And I realized people like, oh, where does Live Fresh come from? I was like, hey, Kelly, should I talk about Live Fun? She's like, everybody uses fun. It's like, you, you know, you always talk about fresh because your last name is Kitchen and Fresh from the Kitchen. So I'm yeah. like, okay. So I figured out, I'm like, Oh, wait, these are the five reasons why I didn't achieve my my dream of speaking. I, right. I wasn't focused. That's the F. I wasn't resourceful. So I didn't think about the people who I knew. I thought about what I didn't have. But I forgot what I did. So I wasn't resourceful. I wasn't enthusiastic about the things working for the nine to five jobs. I'm enthusiastic about the speaking. I'll stay up all night thinking about how to get work. Um, mm-hmm. I wasn't strong mentally. So I gave up. So it's like, guess what? Where your mind goes, your body follows. And then the last one was just H. I wasn't honest. I wasn't wow. honest with myself. Why? I was like, you know, I had to be, be honest with the people around me. Tell my father-in-law, tell people like yourself, hey, I have fallen on my face. Can you help me get up? You know, yeah. I, I've been yeah. doing the process. So quite simply now, after even like meeting you and, you know, becoming part of the National Speakers Association, you know, getting around some different people, reaching out to friends and networks to go, hey, Frank, mm-hmm. you're good at this. You know, you're worked at a nonprofit and group. So my one friend was an auctioneer. He trained me how to be an auctioneer. You know, yeah. his name's Bobby. So next thing you know, I'm doing fundraising auctions. That's another way of income. Someone's like, oh, mm-hmm. you've worked um, as a PA announcer. Will you be an MC? I'm emceeing. Now I'm keynoting, sharing this story that I'm sharing here today. So quite simply now, I tell people I do two things. 
I got on stage and off stage. On stage, I work with organizations who want their people to break through mental and physical barriers. Yeah. That was me to live the dreams they hunger for. And then off stage, I work with professional speakers who want to get paid to speak. And I tell people, I'll teach you how to get a speech within 30 days because that's what I had to do. I had 30 days to get paid. So yeah. what's the products? Um, I see it under picture right now. People go to frankkitchen.com. You can click on store. You'll find a couple of my books where it's just talking about, you know, how to live your dream of being an entrepreneur. It's called Fresh from the Kitchen. That's one of my books. And the other one is called 52 Ways to Shine, which is saying I had to discover my value so I could leave a positive impact not only on myself, but the people around me. So I got those books. And then for people who want to get better at public speaking, the art of it, or with the business of speaking, once again, just go to the website, Kick on Coaching, send me a mail, and I'll tell you how you can be involved with any of my in-person coaching, my virtual coaching, one-on-one -on -one group classes. I've got it all out there. But pretty much now, I'm using my tragedy from six years ago to help other people work through uh, their uh, obstacles. Love it. Love it. Listen, Frank, it's been fabulous having you on the show. I mean, I think those people who are experiencing any tragedies or any transitions of their own, figure out how to live fresh. Go back through this podcast and you can you can hear all of the different pieces of, of that and what it means. But if Frank didn't figure out how to live fresh, then he wouldn't achieve his dream. He wouldn't be the speaker that he is today. So, Frank, thanks so much for hanging out with us today. Listen, y'all, it's been fabulous to hang out with Frank, and I hope that in going through the story today, you've been inspired to go find your path. You've been inspired to continue on and not give up in spite of anything that, that comes your way. I know that life isn't easy. It's not meant to be. Life is meant to test you. It's meant to help make you stronger. It's just like going to the gym. You push heavier weights so that you can tear the muscles and feel the soreness in order to make way for something bigger to come and for more strength, capability, capacity to appear. Hey, don't worry about the challenges that are happening in your life. Don't worry about the struggles that are happening in your life. Embrace them because as I like to say, everything that happens to you in life is your stuff. Your stuff is your story and your story deserves a stage. I'm Robert Kennedy III, RK3. This has been the What's My Story podcast. Join us again next week, Monday, 1.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time for the What's My Story podcast. I'll see you then. What's my story?